I don't believe that we should ever have a good money again before we take the thing out of the hands of government. Welcome back, everyone. We're Simply Bitcoin. It is the weekend recap. We break down the news, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the websites by plebs. Speaking of plebs, joining us today, return guest, fellow Bitcoiner, we've got Liran. But first, we're diving into the numbers. Let's do it. Brought to you by Bitcoin 2022. It's going to be the largest Bitcoin conference ever hosted in sunny, sunny Miami Beach, Florida. Get your tickets quickly. The conference does happen April 6th to the 9th. New speaker announced Jordan Peterson, Adam Back, Naeem Bukele, Saifedean, Preston Pish, Adam Back. I said that already. Jack Mahlers, Matt O'Dell. The lineup is absolutely crazy. On the last day, it's going to be dead, dead mouse spinning. And good news, you can take advantage of the link down below for 10% off your tickets to Bitcoin 2022. At the time of this recording, the block height is 724,248. The Bitcoin price, 38,440. Chain rewrite days, 683. Total public lightning capacity, 3,464.11. Moscow time, 2601. Blocks to the happening, 115,752. And the samurai... Whirlpool unspent capacity, which is a coin join or collaborative spend service. Thank you, Liron. And there is 4,343.64 BTC in the service. Nico, the numbers. The numbers, bro. Awesome, awesome numbers. Did you give Liron a shout out in the intro? Did I? I'm pretty sure I did. Okay. I know I did. Liron, for sure I said you, right? Yeah, yeah. I I totally, I totally... You know what it is? I'm still concentrated because my block cock reset. So, like, I'm in the process of, like, reinstalling and putting the settings. It makes if no you know, sense, by the way. Just you so know you know, what it makes I mean, no sense what happened. What? What makes no sense? What, the, the fact that you're out of what happened Dude, and your block clock reset, it makes no ha- sense. This has happened to me, like, two or three times. And every time the internet goes out or something, it, like messes up the block clock and you kind of have to like reinstall i had to reboot my router my lights disconnected i think my router just you know what i'm saying like every so often you just have to reboot it i know you know what i'm talking about i feel i feel like i set up your stuff um, you know? <laughs> no 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 you set up my node because i had to solder it that was crazy i wasn't gonna solder i don't know how to solder do you know how to solder not that many people know how to solder anyways i have something interesting uh check this out this is by a very good Twitter account. It's called Documenting BTC. I highly recommend following him and Bitcoin Archive or her. I don't know him or her. It doesn't matter. But they do a really good job at documenting Bitcoin and archiving Bitcoin. Right. I guess it's the same thing, but they do really good jobs at it. Um, and it says worried Bitcoin mining will take energy away from consumers. That's just not the fact, says FG Teal, the only incentive a power company has to build more generation capacity is that there's more load for it. Without more load, you won't have more renewable energy. It is absolutely right. And for anyone who doesn't know, FG Teal is the CEO of Marathon, Maripool, right? Uh, one of the largest uh, Bitcoin public mining companies in the US. Um, so, you know, to, to be transparent, they did attempt to censor transactions with those OFAC compliant blocks of the community fought back. And apparently they're not censoring transactions. Well, Odell says they still are, but just kind of under the table. I don't know. Um, but anyways, the point is, though, is that he's absolutely right. Right. Bitcoin makes renewable energy profitable without government subsidies. Right. And I think that's the signal there. But anyways, I'm going to shut up. Let him speak. Let's check out what We're he has to say. Start seeing, um the power companies really coming in in a very big way in this space, as Dave mentioned, where they're all of a sudden seeing, hey, you know, I'm generating 700, giga- 700 megawatts of power. Let me have 150 to 200 megawatts of that as baseload Bitcoin mining. I can curtail it myself. And so as soon as the power company starts getting involved, now all of a sudden you start seeing they have an incentive to deploy wind, solar plus hydrogen. Why hydrogen? Well, hydrogen is the ultimate battery, right? If you use a certain amount of your power to crack hydrogen, you get green hydrogen out of water, um, which is 100% clean fuel when you burn it in a turbine to generate electricity when your wind and solar don't operate. So you have this really virtuous cycle that's going to start developing in the power world, where I personally think in the next five years, um, 
you know, we won't be an independent company. I think we're going to get bought by a, a very large power company, and that power company is going to have a global fleet of energy generation resources, of which Bitcoin mining and high-performance uh, tier zero data centers make up a good portion of the load. And then that will pay for all of the load that then can go to consumers. And in, in the U.S., this is becoming a very big issue um, where you start seeing members of Congress now wondering, you know, well, if a Bitcoin miner is taking electricity, it's taking it away from a consumer. And A, that's just not the fact because there's excess capacity in the market. But more importantly, the only incentive a power company has to build more generation capacity is that there's more load for it. Yep. And if you don't have more load, you won't have more renewable energy. So I think it's a virtuous cycle. And we'll see a, a sea change over the next five years in who does mining, how it's done, the type of technologies, and it'll be much, much more energy efficient. And within 10 years, we will likely see what I call net zero energy in mining, meaning the miner generates all their own energy. You know, we recapture heat from miners, use that for energy generation, essentially get a flywheel. They're so, uh, super awesome. Um, you know, obviously he's a CEO, so he's trying to, you know, sell you, sell his company and all that, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I think he's absolutely spot on when he says that, you know, Bitcoin miners don't use energy that was in demand. They use excess energy, which is something that we've been trying to hammer into your guys' head so many times. So when you're at the dinner table and you have that one family member that's like, oh, it's burning the planet, you can, you could sound smart. Um... So, yeah, and I think that's the signal there. And that's something that we've also been touching upon for a very long time, right? That the energy producers were going to get into the mining game. It was inevitable. Why? Because the incentives of Bitcoin are freaking irresistible. You heard Vladimir Putin, right? Mentioning it himself, right? President of Russia saying, hey, listen, you know, we have resources here to mine Bitcoin. It was just in, in inevitability that natural gas producers, you're already seeing this with upstream data you're seeing this with great american mining right they're essentially capturing that excess gas that's being flared into the atmosphere and converting that into satoshis right so again i i see max kaiser has a very famous saying right that bitcoin 51 percent attacks you know energy around the world and i think that's exactly what this is right because before bitcoin all of that excess energy didn't have value and now all of a sudden that excess energy actually has value and it's actually expensive to potentially make some of it go to waste because it could potentially become bitcoin right and bitcoin's really good right so it's just a matter of time before these power companies you know figured it out i know that there's uh you know it's it's in texas it's moving a million miles an hour right we saw that cnbc article that denver bitcoin posted a couple months ago we discussed it when it came out on the show where um these oil and gas executives were showing up to Bitcoin meetups, right? So again, it, it, this isn't by government coercion, right? That are forcing you to use green energy and stuff like that. This is just the pure incentives of Bitcoin alone are incentivizing all these people to look into green energy, to look into all these different types of ways to produce different types of energy, because again, it's good for their bottom line at the end of the day, right? So what better incentive than Bitcoin? Anyways, I'm going to get Leron's thoughts and then Phil. Yeah, I remember um, I read an article a while back. It was a while, a long time ago, about a major uh, power plant in New York, nuclear power power plant in New York State that had the issue of um, different load between seasons. And that was very expensive for them to like spin things up and spin things down. So they invested, I think, something like $65 million in Bitcoin mining equipment and building out their own Bitcoin mining stuff in order to be able to turn it on and turn it off as they need it in order to keep their, you know, their power uh, generation pretty much level. So I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's a no brainer for power companies to really start getting involved in this. And it allows them to really just expand their, their network and renewables are the best way for them to do it because it's, it's cheaper for them too, you know, so and less political blowback, right. And all that stuff. Right. So again, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy and Bitcoin has an, a way of exposing tyrants and frauds, right? So we're going to really find out on politicians on both sides, whether they were really supporting the climate or whether they're really supporting other nefarious uh, intentions. So Bitcoin has a way of exposing things, shining the light of truth on things. Anyways, Phil, what are your thoughts? Uh, dude, that video made me so freaking bullish. So a couple of things, right? Uh, first of all, pat on the back to the Bitcoiners because Bitcoiners were right. 
because he was giving the use case for using more energy is a good thing. He was actually giving that use case. Fred Teal, that was fantastic. And the other piece to this is, is that as a result, we can see the incentives for cleaner energy. So it, it's very interesting because we're going to end up using more energy. It's going to force, it's actually going to force innovation in a big way. And I think uh, what I mean, what I mean by that is, is that it's going to force innovation for us to have, I think, um, more compact, more powerful fuel cells and stuff like that. Like, I think this is going to end up causing innovation in sectors that we didn't think were related to Bitcoin. It's going to be one of those things, you know? So look, super bullish. I, I thought that that was really cool. And the fact that it's coming from him and I get, don't get me wrong. I obviously we're looking at this through a rosy lens. You know, he's shilling his, you know, he's shilling his business, but at the same time, he's also explaining something where people that were not incentivized necessarily to shill their business. And we're just explaining the incentives of Bitcoin and using more energy. And he's, giving the same message. So I think that that's pretty bullish and uh, good for us. That sounds really, really bullish. But yeah, right. I, I completely agree. Um, I think, you know, Bitcoin, Bitcoin miners and Bitcoin is just going to eat all of that wasted energy around the world. You know, it's just going to eat it slowly but surely. And in the process, making energy producers more efficient and then actually looking to green energy um, you know, by incentive rather than coercion, which is the case nowadays, right? Um, coercion and government subsidy funded by the money printer, which makes you poorer in the process, right? Uh, so yeah, this is just, it's, uh, it's, it's really exciting. It's a really exciting future uh, that Bitcoin enables. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily Fail. Brought to you by Amber App. Check them out, amber.app. It's Bitcoin made easy. It is the Bitcoin stacking app by actual Bitcoiners. Low fees, fair spreads, smart automation. The link is down below. Umber, the smart way stack sets. All right, we've got three fails, two very light ones, and one very interesting, strange development over the weekend. Anyways, let's dive into the ridiculousness. Nobody gives a shit about your NFT. All right, here we go. We were tagged. Who were we tagged by in this? Yep, this is ICO Sanat. Shout out to you, bud. Tagged in this. Here we go. Cross.eth. I just went through two busy airport airports, one full three-hour airplane flight, and not one person complimented my Bored Ape hoodie. For the people who don't know Bored Ape, right? That's one of the stupid NFT collections of Bored Apes where people supposedly are paying, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars for this garbage. Anyways. Then he writes, I can't do this anymore. Uh, BitcoinBane.eth responds, I have seven different hoodies and none have been noticed yet. What the hell? <laughs> and then Cross.eth writes back, maybe hoodies out of style. Oh, man. No, bud. No, bud. It's not that the hoodies are out of style. It's that nobody gives a shit about your shitcoin. Nobody knows it. Nobody cares. Doesn't matter. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. All right. Tagged by Lucky Redfish in this one. This is a tweet from Grubles, and it is a link to a Reddit post that we're going to look at in a second. But let's take a look at the tweet. Just woke up in the morning, found out my coin exit scammed. This is why we call out altcoins. Indeed, this is exactly why we call out altcoins. All right. Let's take a look at this little story here. Just woke up in the morning, found out my coin exit scammed. I believed in the project. It wasn't a shitty dog coin. It was a decentralized casino, which I thought was a novel idea. Today, the team announced they're ceasing operations. Price dropped 95%. Can't even withdraw coins from the staking contract from the site. I don't even want to bother with it because uh, it'd be a tiny amount. Apparently, the devs didn't sell any coins, which I don't really believe. What's worse, I could have sold for a nice 2x profit, but I believed in the project and bought the dip. The warning signs were, were kind of there. The audit had some things that, in hindsight, were kind of dodgy. Don't worry, bud. Even if they pass the audit, we've shown time and time again that they rug pull anyways. Doesn't even matter. You'll be audited by 10 firms if you want. Anyways, don't even know why I'm writing this. I can survive without the money, but it is a real freaking kick in the gut. Lesson one, don't go all in on microcaps. Really shouldn't have done that. Lesson two, don't be an idiot. Rip my folio. Indeed, indeed. Before we move into the main story, 
you guys have any uh any thoughts on uh, on getting wrecked on the uh, on the shit coins? I mean, don't get me wrong. We've we've said it a million times. I I don't know what else there is to say, but I just wanted to give anybody an opportunity before before we dive into uh, the weekend of Lightning Labs and the World Economic Forum. Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, dude. Clearly, it wasn't a decentralized casino because if it was a decentralized anything, uh, you know those things wouldn't have happened, right? Um, but again, no I, I think all these shit coins market themselves very successfully, I might add, including Ethereum, add Ethereum into the bunch, um, add XRP, add all the, you know, the, the blue chip shit coins. Uh, you know, they, they definitely market themselves as decentralized, but they're anything but. And um, again, I think, you know, with these little tiny shit coins, they're not going to, you know, again, not a big deal for governments. But I think that as Bitcoin continues to grow up in market cap, as we've seen, it starts, you know, really shaking, really scaring these nation states and these governments. Um, I think that they're going to try to compromise any network that they can. Right. And I think that if it doesn't have sufficient amount of decentralization, I think that's inevitable. Right. We know that 43 percent of ethereum nodes are run on amazon web services and we know that 73 percent of ethereum nodes are on hosted servers which being cloud servers right um and again uh that's because uh you know they're they're so resource intensive those nodes right um and there you go it causes centralization so i, I suspect that this is going to continue happening until the end of time so there's going to be a plenty of source material anyways leron I just think it's crazy that they try to like they they really try to frame these as like investments, it's like micro cap and blue chips, and all, I like, I hear it all the time, and I'm just like, you guys are playing with worse than penny stocks. Like penny stocks are probably better than what you guys are playing with. It's it's really sad. I I hate to laugh because it's sad. You know these people are losing money, but it goes back to the whole you know get rich quick. This whole idea that. You know, you have to keep up with the Joneses and you're looking at all these fake people on fake social media pretending to, to have all this stuff or, or, you know, be so successful and rich. And I'm the best investor that there is. And it's like this FOMO. Just work hard. Put your money into sound investments. And, you know, do, do just have financial responsibility. Don't just gamble your money away. Like it, it doesn't make sense. You know, it's it, I it's it's this whole thing of the oh, you know, I believe in the project, you know, so I bought the dip. I mean, look, I really, in a way, he's kind of lucky that he got rug pulled, right? Because he could have just sat there and waited four years for the freaking zombie coin to just sit there, which is oftentimes don't forget, right? Unlike to your point, okay, to your point about the penny stocks, penny stocks actually die. They can get pulled off the pink sheets. You can end up in a situation not to be able to trade your shares anymore with shit coins. They even when they die, they are not dead. Okay, they're still there. <laughs> you could even if they're worth completely nothing, they still exist. Yeah. Uh, it's horrible. Anyways, absolutely right. right. But anyways, Phil, what is the what is the big daddy? The big daddy fail. A, a lot of people go, were guys. talking it, about it over the weekend. It, it all started. It all started Saturday. <laughs> Here we go. And, and supposedly this was known since two twenty. But I, you know, anyways, we're gonna we're gonna dive into it. Supposedly this this has been known since twenty twenty. Um, I personally only found out about this this weekend. We're going to dive into it. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the quote-unquote Lightning Labs being listed on the partnership page of the World Economic Forum. Uh, shout out to all the, the, the plebs that, that helped and tagged us in these, uh, in these responses and everything so that we can you know put this story together. Here we go. Let's, let's dive into it. So the tweet thread uh, that I started this with was uh, at Lola Leeds. Hate to say I told you so. And here's essentially a screenshot of Lightning Labs on the World Economic Forum page. So we're gonna phase the we're gonna we're gonna split this up into day one and day two, okay? Because because things things changed. Anyways, very interesting. So Crypto Graffiti retweets at Lola Elite's tweet and tags Roast Beef, who's a developer at Lightning Labs, and at Starkness, um, who's also a developer at Lightning Labs. Now he goes, "What's going on here?" Okay. So we do get a response from Elizabeth Stark, which is very nice. They Who's named Elizabeth us Elizabeth Stark. Elizabeth Stark is at Starkness, the person that we just mentioned, right? Who is the CEO co-founder of At Lightning Labs. 
Here we go. So she responds back to them and goes, they named us a technology pioneer in 2020. I've never been to any uh, WEF events, and I'm not affiliated with them. So Roast Beef, who's a developer at Lightning Labs, and also here we can take a look at his profile. So he's the CTO at Lightning Labs. He responds back and goes, they gave us some random award, literally unprompted, zero prior comms. No one at Lightning Labs works with, nor is affiliation with the WEF. After seeing all the uproar about this, seems all the WEF needs to do in order to sow discord in the community is update their website. Interesting point. Interesting point and well taken. How, we do, how do we know that Klaus isn't like, we have infiltrated Lightning Labs. <laughs> I, we don't. We, you know what? We, we don't know. <clears throat> so here's another response from Crypto Graffiti going, that's good to hear. Is that, is that the case for all of Lightning Labs? Their listing of the program makes it seem like a closer relationship. And this is the, the technology pioneers 2020, you know, the actual document itself. The technology pioneers of 2020 bring together 100 early growth stage companies from around the world that are pioneering new technologies and innovations, ranging from the use of artificial technologies to diagnose cancers and quantum computing systems to carbon capture, removing technology, cell-grown meat production, and use of microbiome to track goods. Uh, they want to track it all. Anyways, I don't know why Lightning Labs was included in that. That's kind of interesting. So Elizabeth Stark responds back to this and goes, they invited me to some virtual networking events after being named and I didn't attend. Oh, wait. So there's more to the story than she initially mentioned. Interesting. There you go. So Crypto Graffiti responds back and goes, put this to bed. This is the case for all of Lightning Labs, correct? Nobody at Lightning has attended their meetings or is working with them. And she responds back and goes, not that I'm aware of, and I would be the only one that would have been invited. They invited me to participate in some blockchain working group, and I said no. I did once explain Lightning to a guy who did research for them in 2015, like I've done for countless others. So then we get a tweet from a fellow Bitcoiner, Callie. Just FYI, Lightning Labs is listed as a partner company. Elizabeth Stark responded back again and said, yeah, this is weird. I'll look into this. Now we move on to day two. This is a tweet from Low Elites that start that we started this tweet thread. This is now day two. So this is Sunday this morning. As some people are calling for an apology to Lightning after my clarification post, I find it important to point out that I do not believe a single word they're saying at Lightning has been aware of the of the affiliation since at least 2020. And I do know a few Bitcoiners that have echoed that. And I mean, don't get me wrong, but that is correct. You know, that is true. So. Anyways, and here's the WEF deputy head of the fourth industrial revolution, Sheila Warren, welcoming at lightning as blockchain and digital currency representative representatives who at Starkness had dinner with in 2018, but definitely never talked to other than that. And here we see the actual tweet itself from Sheila Warren. And let's see who Sheila Warren is CEO of the at crypto council. And here you go. Thrilled to welcome Chainlink, Lightning, MakerDAO, a whole bunch of shit coins. Okay. So that's the quote unquote affiliation there. But it gets more fun. Catherine Hahn, former DOJ prosecutor who convicted the agents that investigated Ross Ulbricht for corruption, yet made no efforts to make info of investigation available to Ulbricht's defense, also attended the said dinner. Probably didn't talk to her either. So hold on. So Elizabeth Stark actually responded to this. She responds back. She goes, yep, I knew they added us to a list, which I have already mentioned massive conspiracy afoot, but please keep grasping for straws because that's all you have at this point. And then Lola Leach responds and goes, then your company liked said list instead of requesting to be taken down, which I would have done if I didn't want any affiliation. I'm sorry, Elizabeth, but trying to paint people as stupid is not a good look for you. I agree. We're going to end it off with this tweet from Elizabeth Stark. Probably been at two or three conferences where she attended and she's talking about Sheila Warren, which is the person that we were talking about from the DO, um, from the, uh, what is this? The Crypto Council. I apologize. I'm getting all my stuff mixed up. Anyways, so she's responding back to her and saying she's probably been to two or three conferences where she attended, kind of like how you were at the Lightning Conference with me and many other people. Also, it wasn't a dinner. Oh, my God. The mind control must be working. All right. So 
there's a lot of satire in there. Uh, you can see you can see Elizabeth's uh, change of tone. Look, uh, you know, there was a, a tweet that she responded to where she said that she's going to have their name removed and be taken down. Um, she said that she's going to have it looked into. Now, the, the question comes up, you know, do we do we believe it? Right. Does, do, do people do people actually believe it? Um, I do know that people and companies do randomly get added to lists and not necessarily consent to that. Are we accusing the World Economic Forum of doing that? I don't put it past them. I definitely don't put it past them. Another concern that was raised uh, by a fellow Bitcoiner actually was uh, Full Metal Hoddle. Uh, he, uh, he explained what, um, what he was talking about was, you know, this, is there any concern over, over LND, right? Like, should he be concerned about LND because of the affiliation, supposed affiliation with the World Economic Forum? It's a fair question. You know, I mean, I, I, I get it. But look, so there's three implementations of Lightning. There's the LND implementation, there's Eclair, and there's C Lightning. The majority of nodes currently run on LND. Now, uh, Liron, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I don't believe that Lightning Labs is the only contributor to the LND protocol. No, it's it's an it, the LND um, software is an open you know it's an open source software. There's a bunch of contributors. They do pretty much, you know, own the repo, they run it, you know, it's, it's their implementation, but a lot of people contribute to it. It's not just from Lightning Labs. Okay, so yeah, so I mean, it, you know, do I really, am I really concerned? Do I really think that the World Economic Forum has somehow infiltrated Lightning? Like, no, <laughs> I don't actually think that. But look, that is, you know, people do raise a fair point. If you didn't want to be affiliated with them and you knew that they had listed you back in 2020 and that they handed you some award, you could have asked to be removed. The argument could also be made that they just don't give a shit, right? Let's be honest. They just don't give a shit and they're listed on some website and that's it. And Bitcoiners, you know, the way that we are, we're going to sit there and scrutinize everything and point at everything. So, and question everything, which is perfectly, you know what? There needs to be somebody that's doing that anyways, right? Because let's face it, look at where we've gotten not questioning anything. We, we've got we've got fake money. We've got governments that believe their own bullshit. We've got a whole bunch of people that are completely confused and, and, and afraid and nobody knows what to do. I mean, really? I, I kind of think that questioning things needs to be done. So anyways, look, you know, to, to sum it up, I, I don't really think that we have anything necessarily to worry about. Um, but at the same time, I, I think it's important that. Hey, look, we all keep, we all continue to pay attention and we all continue to call each other out on these things. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, that's the Bitcoin decentralized immune system working, right? That That's why plebs are so important. That's why Bitcoin toxicity, as much as they would like to label it a bad thing. I think that's why that's a very good highlight of why it's important. Now, um, when that happened in 2020, a lot of things have happened in the world right that have made people care about the wef in 2020 i think i was one of those people in the boat that's like that sounds like a fucking conspiracy theory right and then reactions by governments all these clips started to pop out build back better every every politician from the uk from new zealand from uh from europe from the united states started to say build back better this guy wrote a book klaus wrote a book called the great reset right it's gotten to the point that it's even being talked about on the joe rogan podcast like you can't say there's a conspiracy anymore back then you could say that but at this point right i think we've done enough research right where this thing is this thing is nuclear waste right being associated with the world economic forum the think tank of all these globalist governments right so i think the association and i saw a tweet by by, by nvk when you were scrolling through that i think the association the brand association is terrible um now the, the responses from elizabeth are interesting because she started from denying to admitting to defensive it was very strange right i'm not saying it that could mean anything right you know you are you are interpreting text the way that you want to interpret it but i thought that was interesting um you know and at the end of the day like why is a brand association with the world economic forum so bad the world economic forum represents the state it represents the tippity top of these uh, these powerful bureaucratic institutions that are all colluding the, uh, together to kind of essentially milk the world as much as possible right um we know that a lot of the responses to the current sickness have been orchestrated from 
the think tank of the World Economic Forum. We know for a fact that they are behind the, the, the vaccine passports that inevitably were going to lead to digital ID passports. We know for a fact that is the case. We, in fact, you could check our, pri- our prior episodes where we make, we pull up their own fucking documents, right? Where they, they, they're making the case for this, right? So again, uh, you know, in 2020, when this was first initially discovered, it was not that big of a deal. But it's 2022. A lot of things have happened since then. Right. And I think that, you know, is what I said a couple days ago. And I tweeted this a couple days ago as well. Right. Shit coins need the state to survive. Bitcoin does not. In fact, Bitcoin takes power away from the state. So Bitcoin is literally a mortal enemy of institutions like the WEF. Right. So if they're infiltrating, to use Klaus's own words, Bitcoin companies and those Bitcoin companies are going along with it for whatever fucking reason, that is not a good look. That is not a that is not a sign of confidence towards Bitcoiners. And that's just not a good look for the company and what their morals and ethos represent. Because if you did have Bitcoin morals and ethos, you would never want to be associated with the, the World Economic Forum brand. Right. You could give them the benefit of the doubt and say they looked it over, say it wasn't a big deal at the time. 2020, it wasn't that big of a deal. I don't think anyone, everyone thought this was a giant conspiracy unless you were watching Alex Jones on the regular or something. Right. Uh, so, again, you know, let's let, the, the you know, the approach that we always take to these types of thing as Bitcoiners. Right. Don't trust verify. Let's see how this plays out. Let's see if they do take them off the website. Let's see what the reaction is. But I would have I would have appreciated a lot more humility from someone like Elizabeth. Anyways, Leron, what are your thoughts? So sorry. I want to make. No, go ahead. Uh, I just, I'm sorry, Liron. Before we go to you, I just wanted to, I just wanted to add one thing because I, I didn't finish one piece about the uh, the different implementations. Um, the 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 last piece that I wanted to say was with LND, right? All the different node types like Raspberry Blitz and the Umbrel and my node. There's so many different. Uh, types of nodes that all run on the LND implementation. There's so many eyes looking at that code. I wouldn't necessarily be concerned about that piece, but I, I'm sorry, Liron, go on. So I want to make two points. One, you know, Lightning Labs is a VC funded company. I think that we should be skeptical of every VC funded company in Bitcoin, every single one of them, because they have these VCs, these people that, that care about making a return for their various investments, not just the Lightning Labs investment. And they're gonna probably use, you know, this cross brand thing. They're gonna be like, hey, you know, yeah, leave leave that name up there. That's good for our other brand that we're trying to do or whatever their reasons might be. So I think we should always be skeptical and we should assume even if it's not out on Twitter, like we should assume that these types of talks or conferences or whatever are happening even behind closed doors. Like, I think that's just something we should assume with every single VC funded, uh, uh, Bitcoin company, and even if they're not VC funded, we don't know what happens behind closed doors. It's it's just something that we should assume. And that goes to my second point. It doesn't matter because the software that they put out is open source. Anyone can take that LND software, they can fork it, they can contribute to it, they can do whatever they want with it, and they can put it out. Um, and like you said, there's many eyes on it. There's the, it's, it's, you know, I don't think it matters as much as uh, we make it matter for the software, but it is something we should be skeptical of. We should be skeptical of Strike. We should be skeptical of Lightning Labs. We should be skeptical of, of, of all of the various Bitcoin companies that are out there. You know, it's it's something we should just always keep an eye on and, and see what they're doing. Absolutely. Totally and agreed, man. You heard it here. Phil made the point. Klaus Schwab has infiltrated Lightning Network. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But anyways, yeah. You do it's, a jump scare? Of course I'm going to do I'm going to do multiple jump scares on this one. But yeah, Klaus! Ah! Uh, but yeah, it's definitely, definitely something to keep an eye on. I agree. Let's be cautiously optimistic on this one. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Citadel21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. It's stories, articles, comics by actual Bitcoiners. This is the this is the artwork for Volume 10. There's scarce. There's only 1,000 copies made per volume. Get your print of Citadel21 today. All right, everybody. The first meme is brought to us by Abuelito Panama. He's been on the show. Friend of the show. Anyways, about right. Haha, what's this? A dip for ants. Buy the fucking dip. The dip. <laughs> the dip. <laughs> the dip. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, man. It's so true. Absolutely hilarious. All right. Moving on to the next one. I, I Look, I thought this was really deep, right? Some will never yeah. make it this far, and that's okay. 
Right. Uh, percent uh, number of assets in portfolio, Bitcoin, understanding of cryptocurrencies. You know, you dabble in the shit coins and then you end up in Bitcoin. This happens to everybody. OK. And, and I'm telling you, even if you're new to the show and, you know, you have and I, I see people in the comments, right? Like, oh, what about Ethereum? What about whatever? And I never respond because I never want to get in a fight with these people. Pay attention to this chart. OK, you are in this you are right here, my friend. This is where you are, okay? Over time, you will end up here, right? And this is why you'll tune into channels like Simply. Anyways, moving on to the next one. This is by Frito2x. Shout out, Frito. Everything is going to cost more because of inflation. Okay, sure. My salary is going to inflate too, right? You can eat soy and bugs. My salary is going to inflate too, right? <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. I love that template. It's a really yeah, hilarious template. All right, so next one by Arnold Kaka. Uh, Kaka, uh, me after holding through multiple fifty percent caches, new Bitcoiners freaking out over a four percent dip. It's true, man. You you really it's earn so your true. stripes. You really earn your stripes. All right, the next ones aren't really memes, but they serve as memes. Um, yeah. This is taking the family out to eat in twenty thirteen. This is a whole family, okay? And the bill was twenty four seventy two. Now, I went out to eat on Saturday, and I didn't go to like I went to you know Bodega Liron, I'm sure. Right? Dude, food for just me and my girlfriend. It was $70 at Bodega. At a taco place. Right? And then this was 2013, $24. That nuts. Absolutely bonkers. Anyways, uh, moving on to this one. Now, this is absolutely awesome. Shout out to Palm for taking a screenshot. The Ontario Superior Court of Justice asked self-custody wallet provider Nunchuck to disclose user information and freeze users' Bitcoin. This was the team's response. Dear Ontario Superior Court of Justice, Nunchuck is a self-custodial collaborative multi-sig Bitcoin wallet. We are a software provider, not a custodial financial intermediary. Our software is free to use and allows people to eliminate single points of failure and store Bitcoin in the safest way possible while preserving privacy. We do not collect any user identification information beyond email addresses. We also do not hold any keys. Therefore, we cannot freeze our users' assets. We cannot prevent them from being moved. We do not have knowledge of their of the existence, nature, value, and location of our users' assets. This is by design. Please look up how self-custody and private keys work. When the Canadian dollar becomes worthless, we will be here to serve you too. Sincerely, the Nunchuck Tape. That is badass. Absolutely, absolutely awesome memes, messages, pictures, really cool stuff. Anyways, Phil, I'm going to give it the same score I gave it a couple days ago, but it has aged quite a bit. The blueberry that was sitting on my desk. Yep, yep, but it's it's a couple days older. So, mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You yeah. need to clean that room. No, it's clean, but for some reason, I think my but, girlfriend... But the blueberry stays? Dude, it's because my girlfriend uses my little setup to, to record, and she, I guess she was eating blueberries, and one fell out on the floor, so... And it got older? All right, you know what? It's okay. I wasn't going to throw it out, because I gave it as a score. I'm, I'm going to probably hang it up or something. You the know famous what? blueberry. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so, what would you give those memes? one of those days huh it's one of those days okay anyways great memes loved i know that the last one wasn't necessarily a meme but still all amazing anyways and for that i am giving it this pure gear charger and it's one of those new chargers with the with the, the crappy little connector anyways that's all faster and everything you're a new gear you're a new gear <laughs> It's a pure gear. See? Oh, you weren't even paying attention. It's pure you, gear. So it's, not, it's not just gear. It's so pure. So you're saying gear. that I'm not pure, Phil? Is that what you're saying? I'm pure. You've already accused me of being a lacist, so. Leron, <laughs> what would you give those memes? So I'm going to give it my poker keyboard. Oh. One of my poker keyboards. I have a couple of these. Why is it a poker keyboard? What is it? It's just it's the brand name. It's called oh. poker. It's a 60% keyboard. As you can see, there's no like F buttons. There's no arrows. It's like more compact. I Mechanical like keys? Yes. These are... Are, clickety, are they clickety? They're clickety keys? Click it, click it, yes. Leron. Click it, click nice. it. Nice. Why are we not hearing it? Because so. my... Oh. oh. Uh, there, we, now we caught it. We caught noise it noise canceling. That's some... You're not, where, where else are you going to hear ASMR, huh? 
only on Simply Bitcoin. Anyways, on, on a Bitcoin show, at least. Uh, anyways, guys, we want to know if you agree with our scores, you disagree. Let us know down in the comment section. And, of course, make sure to join our Telegram group. Link us some dank, dank, dank Bitcoin memes to review. Download the description, join it, and of course, make sure to subscribe to us on alternative video platforms because we do talk shit about the World Economic Forum like Rumble.com and BitcoinTV.com. Bitcoin TV is awesome. It's Bitcoin TV. They don't censor there. If we have some really spicy episodes, they will only be on Bitcoin TV. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily news. Brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch, like the famous 3D printed Bitcoin sculpture grenade opens up you put your favorite hardware wall in there also comes in any custom color you like he also made a big one so now there's a big boy bitcoin art sculpture grenade anyways you can take advantage of the link down below for five percent off anything on the store cryptocloaks.com this weekend has been absolutely bonkers uh we've been covering the stuff that's been happening in canada absolutely crazy but to give the canadian government some credit Thank you for the awesome marketing. Anyways, here is a screenshot by Jordan Peterson, which he's going to speak at the Bitcoin conference, by the way. Anyways, from BG Ditcher, one of the organizers of the Ottawa protests. If you don't think this could happen to you or someone you love, you're a fool. He's been made a non-person without being charged or tried. Is that what we're now doing to people who differ in political opinion? And it says this is a screenshot. I'm assuming it's from the guy. All my bank, all my bank accounts person and corporate and all my credit cards have been frozen has happened to many others it feels like being banished from the medieval village left to die right what else are you going to do what else are you going to do well i have an idea bitcoin right and again i and i tweeted this out if the government could freeze your money is it really your money Right. And that's just a question that you have to ask yourself. Right. And it goes down to another thing. If it's if it's not in Bitcoin, is it really yours? Right. And it's a very deep question. Um, and it's a question that once you go deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole, there's only one answer to only Bitcoin could really be yours. Right. Um, and anyways, I think that this is a foreshadowing and, uh, you know, to essentially to comply because rather than putting people in prison, right? What you do is you just take away their money. You take away their ability to feed their families, to, to pay, you know, pay for goods and services to basically do anything, right? Uh, this is a form of a social credit system. It's just a more like, you know, blunt form, right? You don't agree with certain political tropes. We're just going to debank you. We're going to make you disappear. Absolutely terrifying. And again, for BJ Ditcher and for anyone, right? Come to Bitcoin. Bitcoin doesn't care what your political beliefs are. Um, anyways, uh, moving on. I thought this was also very interesting. We were talking about the World Economic Forum in the beginning, right? And how Elizabeth's response was a certain way. Um, and we've done many shows on these people. Right? These people are straight up evil. Check out what happens when someone asks the, the Canadian Parliament a question about the Canadian Parliament's involvement in the World Economic Forum, which would make sense because there's been a video, a very famous video of Char Klaus Schwab essentially bragging, which we've played to you guys many times on the show. We have infiltrated the cabinets of the governance and uh, specifically our young leader, Justin Trudeau. He is my personal favorite, right? We've heard that so many fucking times, right? So it's just, it makes sense. For these questions to be debated, but let's see what the response was. Thank you, Mr. Speaker, and I listened to my colleague's speech. I had a constituent that wanted me to ask a question about outside interference to our democracy. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum, and he bragged how his subversive WWEF World Economic Forum has quoted infiltrated governments around the world. He said that his organization had penetrated more than half of Canada's cabinet. And I was wondering, in the interest of transparency, could the member please name which cabinet ministers are on board with the WEF's agenda? My concern is the deputy. Uh, order, order, order. I, I know he was. I know the uh, the member was in a, a really good good question there, but the 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 audio was really really bad, and the video was really really bad as well. Um, and I and I and I apologize. I don't know if if the member. Okay, uh, let's let's uh, let's try again. The honourable the, the, the honourable member for Timmins James Bay. Mr. Speaker, that member was promoting 
open disinformation. That's not debate. We have to call it disinformation. Uh, we're going to debate again. Uh, the honorable member. Uh... <laughs> that is nuts. <laughs> what you're seeing isn't real. It's misinformation. But Klaus did say that. Did he not say that? Like, yeah, is that no, but no, he, it, it, he did. Is that is that not a like a decent question? Fine, you could say it's because you could say it's action. You could say all of those things, okay? But why is it that none of them want to address it? None of them answer. They just no, no, answer but, a very generic answer. It's a conspiracy or for its misinformation. None of them answer it head on. So, why is that? Why? Just a, just a question. Why, Phil? So so hold on though, right? If if it's a conspiracy and it's it's all bullshit and we're all crazy, then zero people from the cabinet will be on board with the double with with the WEF. But we know right? that's not true. You no, checked the WEF website. You see, Justin Trudeau and Erica Friedman and and the finance minister. You see her on the WEF website. That's not a conspiracy. You can check it yourself. So I don't know. I think it's a good question. Wait. wait, wait. What was wrong with the audio or the video? Like, were we not? I, I, I heard it. I heard it perfectly. I heard it perfectly. So again, oh, the, oh, the, this guy. Oh, he just disappeared. Yeah, again, we cut him off too. If God. you if you don't want to deal with this bullshit, opt the fuck out. Buy yourself some Bitcoin, a political money. If not, you're gonna have to deal with that nonsense. And it's getting to the point which I've also been telling you for quite a while. Right, you're going to have to pick between Bitcoin or slavery. We're getting here a lot sooner than I anticipated, but we are here, right? And there's a lot of people in Canada that obviously, just because of their political beliefs, they're right in Canada. I, I'm, I'm not sure it's as strong as the First Amendment, but they're right to peacefully protest. They have a right to do that. But according, this thing in par particular isn't allowed, right? So it, again, like, and then that allows them to freeze accounts. Very strange stuff. It's very strange stuff. And then when you ask them, Right, because people are obviously connecting the dots. Where are they getting this from? Right, you find, you know, you you do your research. You you end up with the World Economic Forum, and then when you ask the people in government about it, they call you disinformation, they call you racist, and they call it conspiracy theory. Just a question. Just a question. Anyways, um, I thought this was super bold by Naim Bukele. Uh, -oh. uh check this out. Um. I'm sending 52 legal reforms to Congress to remove red tape, reduce bureaucracy, create tax incentives, citizen citizenship in exchange for investments, new security laws, stable contracts, etc. The plan is simple. As the world falls into tyranny, we'll create a haven for freedom. Absolutely bullish. Now, move on, moving on to the next tweet, right? El Salvador's GDP grew 10.3% in 2021. It now exports... Now it exports grew 13% this January compared to January 2021. Are we looking at another double-digit GDP growth this year? By the way, El Salvador never had a double-digit GDP growth before 2021. So why did I read those tweets? Because this is the effects of Bitcoin. Bitcoin has only been legal tender for less than a year, and already these two things happen. Now you could make the argument, right, that it's a coincidence. You could make that, and that's a fair argument. But I would like to believe, based on what Bitcoin has done to my life, what Bitcoin has done to Phil's life, what Bitcoin has done to most people's lives, right? You don't change Bitcoin, Bitcoin changes you. When your unit of account is based in reality, you start to think different about the world. Your future starts becoming a lot more hopeful. You stop being nihilistic about the future. You're incentivized to save and make sound financial decisions, right? Where on a fiat standard, right, your whole world is shaped by it. You're nihilistic about the future. You never know whether you're going to have enough money to, to, to do certain things, right? On a Bitcoin standard, it's a totally different ballgame. Now, imagine that's just an individual, but imagine a whole country on that standard. And I would like to believe that is what's happening in El Salvador. You fix the money, you fix the world, right? And again, if the base layer of society is fundamentally broken... I think it's going to affect all assets, facets of society. 
El Salvador fixed the base layer and already good things start are starting to happen. I would like to believe that's going to continue to happen and that's going to incentivize other countries in Central and Latin America to follow El Salvador's footsteps. Anyways, Leron, what are your thoughts? And I'll pass it on to Phil. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, like you said, it could be a coincidence. It could be a part of just, you know, Nayib Bukele's new uh, general principle, like all the things that he's been trying to do aside from Bitcoin at the, in the country. So, but it, like you said, you know, Bitcoin fixes uh, a lot of the fundamental flaws that there are, and you have to fix the base layer before you can go and fix everything else. So I do think that it probably had a really big impact, not to mention that, you know, tourism, thanks to this has probably gone up a bit. There's a lot, I know, I personally know a lot of Bitcoiners that have gone there and spent some money and done, you know, what they did. So, you know, I hope it continues. I just want to see nothing but, you know, good things happen to that country thanks to, to this decision that they've made. Absolutely, Phil. I'm just very curious how they're going to paint him as a dictator next. I'm very curious as to the next Steve oh, Hankey tweet. It is not going to work. I'm so, I'm so curious because what he just said there, I mean, that, that was a bold statement right there. He's talking about building freedom. He's saying that the world is falling into tyranny. I mean, this is... It's true. That's I, like... I, I just I'm just very curious as to how they're going to reframe this, right? How they're going to reframe this, how they're going to make him look like he's being disingenuous, you know? I, so I anticipate something, okay? Mm. Because we are living through a fourth turning, right? Where old institutions collapse and new institutions rise in their place. I suspect at the end of this fourth turning by 2030, the old legacy corporate media will be dead. And their legitimacy will be dead and their ability to craft a narrative like they've been able to for many, many decades will be totally destroyed. And it was the Internet that completely disintermediated them. And at the same time, we're witnessing the disintermediation of money or the beginnings of it as well. Right. So at the end, I think that when all of this is over. Right. I think that all these powerhouses of institutions that we've seen that we have put so much importance to, I think they'll be completely just cut off metaphorically you know just their all their power will be gone because of how much lies and propaganda they're just shoving into people people are just not believing it anymore you can only cry wolf so many times right it only happens so many times before people are like wait a second what's going on here you know and then that's just not only me saying that joe rogan is the most popular news podcasting in the world by far None of the corporate media has come even close. Joe Rogan has 11 million uh, viewers per episode. The closest one is Tucker Carlson, which is 3.5, right? So again, you know, it speaks for itself, I think. But anyways, um, last thing I want to cover. We, uh, and this spooked a lot of people, on Friday or Saturday, we saw a Yahoo article that essentially said that Joe, Ro uh, not Joe Rogan, that Joe Biden was going to release an executive order next week regulating crypto, right? And I think it spooked a lot of people. Um, and I did a little bit of research. I, I you know, I read some Bloomberg art articles, and I also uh, Jerry Brito, which was he works for the Coin he works for CoinDesk, which is a lobbying arm for the crypto, Bitcoin, and shitcoin industry in Washington D.C. He had an amazing newsletter that kind of summarized everything. So I wanted to go through that and speculate what this um, what this executive order could could, could potentially contain because I think it scared a lot of people. So he starts off right off the bat. He said, "Is there a coordinated attack on crypto being waged by the powers that be in Washington?" He says, in many ways, crypto is a victim of its own success. It has it, it has a gotten incredibly big, which in general I'm very happy about. But that also means it's going to, to naturally draw a lot more scrutiny than it did a decade ago when it was on no one's radar. Combine that with an executive branch and a Congress that focuses more on possible risks and potential rewards and that embraces the precautionary principle. And you shouldn't be surprised to see that, that the amount of incoming that we're seeing. And I completely agree. Um, none of what I'm saying should be should be seen as downplaying the challenges we're facing. I'm just it's just to say that while it's tempting to think that crypto represents a heroic and existential threat to powerful forces that recognize the threat and have developed a cunning master plan to destroy it, what I know of government and Ocom's razor leads me to believe that the more likely explanation for the ills that currently befall us is that the tectonic plagues of crypto and the federal government which for some time have been approaching each other and even touching here and there are finally in a real way slowly beginning to collide. And this is what 
I've been telling you guys when I'm saying we are entering the then they fight you stage. That all said, we're going to have to work harder than ever and devote more resources to policy and politics and litigation that we've had to. And the good news is that it's being done. I have no way of accurately measuring this, but my sense on the ground is that the number of people working full-time on crypto policy or lobbying has grown at least 10 times over the past 12 months. The amount of political giving has also similarly exploded, exemplified by the announcement today by CMS and of a $20 million crypto-focused pack. Big litigation is also coming this is a this is spontaneous order in dc i'm afraid right so again what 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 makes things move in dc packs lobbying efforts and i also have some good news a little bit of inside baseball we have we do have a bitcoin only uh I, I don't know if i could say more but let's say a lobbying effort um by some very very well-funded Bitcoiners that are also getting into the mix. And that is more Bitcoin specific because unfortunately, Coin Center is more Bitcoin and shitcoin focused. So they'll try to defend NFTs. They'll try to defend DeFi, where in my opinion, I think that's a losing battle. I think you should just focus on Bitcoin. But again, I'm obviously biased. Um, uh, it goes on to say, the proposed directive would change federal charge federal agencies to study and offer recommendations on relevant areas of crypto, touching on financial regulation, economic innovation, and national security, said the people who asked not to be named discussing plans that are still under consideration. The initiative will also aim to coordinate agencies' work on digital currencies throughout the executive branch, the people said. The plan would push departments that have given scant attention to crypto to focus on it. The officials have also considered appointing a White House crypto czar to act as a point person on the issue one person said um so i think that was a lot of signal from brito and i appreciate that a lot of a lot of inside you know because he's there right he's in dc he's dealing with these people and and i i agree with brito and i also read some other tweets and i've spoken to some people as well uh some bitcoiners and i believe that that's what it's going to be right it's going to be essentially this coordination um, to essentially get start start getting prepared for some type of legislation because I think that the way that they see it is that this thing's getting out of hand. But what they're going to learn very quickly, and which is what we've also been talking about on the show, is that you can't regulate Bitcoin. What you're going to be able to regulate are the on and off ramps, and what you're going to be able to regulate are the custodians. But what happens in Bitcoin, you can't touch, and that's by design. Right. So I think that a lot of the a lot of the deer in headlights by these governments is the fact that they don't know how to kill this thing. Right. So but they also don't want to appear weak. Right. They don't want to show they don't want to show their soft underbelly. They don't want to appear weak. So they uh, they want to essentially, you know, pretend it's like, yes, you see these addresses, see these Bitcoin addresses. We have froze them. But we both know that unless they have the Bitcoin, unless they have the private keys to those addresses, they can the the owners of those of uh, the owners of those addresses that have the corresponding private key can do whatever the fuck they want with it, right? But again, they don't want to show that, right? And again, this is what I'm talking about. The fourth turning is that we're transitioning. We're going from this era of the last the the last century, right? And we're transitioning into the information age. And the information age is simple, right? The internet it gave everybody the ability to communicate with each other freely, snap of a finger, consume any type of information without going through a gatekeeper. And now the same thing is happening with money. And what you're seeing is you're seeing these 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 governments that are stuck in the last era trying to react to essentially stopping the internet that's the, that's the equivalent of what this would be like right so it's super crazy to, to to live through something like this and the way that you protect yourself because i expect it's going to get hairy before it gets better is to take bitcoin into self-custody and run your own node anyways liron yeah, uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see, you know, what they end up trying to do, because we, we know that they're going to try to, to rein in as much as they can. And I really think that the effects are going to be much bigger on the crypto casino than it is on Bitcoin, because like you mentioned, you know, Bitcoin cannot be controlled. These other altcoins can definitely be controlled. And, you know, I think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see the, the stark contrast between the other coins, the altcoins, and what Bitcoin really is, the value that it brings, and, you know, the, the freedom that it creates, whereas, you know, the other ones are, are just highly centralized, and it's going to be highlighted. Absolutely. Phil, any closing thoughts? It's, you know, to us, it seems nefarious, but at the same time, the problem as well, 
okay? I could still see the other side of it. The problem of it as well is that there's so much nuance because, again, this is something that we've said before, right? It's the bed of Procrustes, which is, you know, the, you know the, if the person is too tall, he cuts off your legs. If you're too short, he stretches you out. So you fit the bed. So it's the same type of thing where they're trying to shoehorn this, this old system with Bitcoin. And as you've both said, the only thing they're going to be able to regulate are the on and off ramps and the shitcoins. Yeah. So they, they're, they're going to find themselves having to like reinvent the, right. you know, like they're going to have to sit there and take a step back and say, you know what, this doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. And, and, so. I, and I think those bureaucrats that are so used to so much power and the moat that they thought they built themselves, which was indestructible, they're going to have to think and be like, we really can't stop this thing. So what I think the lowest hanging fruit is after the fact is essentially go after self-custody, right? Go after um, wallet development, right? Go after all that stuff, which are things that governments could potentially compromise. But it's going to get to a point where, again, I think human beings naturally we want freedom. And I think that I think that they, they have a losing game here. And I think that the countries that are most friendly to Bitcoin are going to attract all the Bitcoiners and the countries that are more aggressive to Bitcoin, you're just going to see a, a capital flight. That's just what's going to happen, right? So, you know, it's 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 slowly happening in slow motion. Let's see what happens. We'll be on top of it. But anyways, Phil, there was an open source software release today. Why don't you tell everybody about it? Software releases brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out. CypherSafe.io. It's the best place to store your Bitcoin seed. This is the Cypher wheel or the all new Cypher grid comes complete with punch tool and tamper resistant wire. Awesome. Thank you, Phil. All right, guys, before we go, I want to give a very special shout out to our awesome hoodie person you go check them out at rephard.com represent hoodies really cool stuff and you can take advantage of the link down below for 15 percent off anything on the store and also a very special shout out to our awesome guest leron he is simply bitcoin's technical correspondent he's also working on some really really cool bitcoin stuff in the background very excited to see what he comes up with you can go give this awesome pleb a follow at it's leron on twitter and of course you guys know what to do if you enjoyed the show smash that like button and of course if you want to continue hearing the catastrophic fails from the world economic forum and the bitcoin news from the perspective definitely consider subscribing to simply bitcoin we'll see you tomorrow guys for a brand new episode bitcoin doesn't fit their mold Boyakasha. Oh, yeah,